Welcome back to another episode of the Inner Thread Podcast. The Inner Thread Podcast. <laughs> I'm here with my father, Deron. Hello, Sean. Yeah, we're going to give you guys some good energy. Um, we're excited about this one. This has been something that's been on my mind for a while. I've got pros and cons when it comes to this topic. So before any of that, let's take a big deep inhale and then we'll get into today's episode. You good? I want to do a shout out. All right, do a shout out. Shout out to Joshua in South America. Okay. Yeah. Shout out, Joshua. We love you. We see you out there connecting with your inner thread. (laughs) All right, you ready? When you are present, you're practicing staying in the moment, which means that you're not getting lost in things that are coming up in your future, exciting plans, stuff, fun stuff on the weekend. You're not getting lost in all that. You're staying present. That was a good exercise for me. It was a good practice for me when I was first starting meditation. And I would notice how much, oh, you like spent the whole day looking forward to something on Friday. Were you even really here today? But the more I meditated, I've slowly felt my highs and my lows are not as sharp. So my highs aren't as high and my lows aren't as low. And part of me is a little sad about that because it felt good to sometimes just be like, so overwhelmed with excitement you want something to happen so much or you just feeling so overwhelmed with joy but i don't really get that anymore the pro of that is my lows aren't as low either because i staying present so that's one thing but i've realized i'm almost not letting myself fully experience life because when these highs arise i don't want to have the come down i don't want to go low so i don't let myself go high and then my life kind of turns monotone so I don't know. Is that like a Buddhist? Is Are Buddhists just like, they have like no highs and lows? It's just like a flat line of life? Or what do you, help me out here. Well, first thing first, I think your age has got a lot to do with it. I think when we're young, everything is new mm. and more exciting. And then you go to college and it's so exciting and you're like, every, you know, it's new and you're independent and you do stuff on your own and rent your first apartment alone. And then you have, you know, maybe a couple of first girlfriends and it's very exciting. It's all the mm-hmm. first time, your first car, your first D's, your very first new. It's all new. So it's very exciting. It's exciting time because everything is new and wow. And, and as you grow, there's less and less new stuff. You kind of been there, done that kind mm. of a thing. So I think a lot of it has to do with that. I remember when it hit me in my life, like, (laughs) I just don't get that excited anymore. And like, what, why? And it's like, I realized realized that 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 young me is kind of no longer present so much. And it's like, it's hard to excite me anymore. So I'm a grumpy old grandpa. Is that what you're telling me? I'm not saying you're (laughs) grumpy. Is that what you're trying to tell me? I'm saying there's a certain automatic young excitement of juvenile excitement that happens yeah. early in life and it's something that's irreplaceable it's it's going to happen those days because because it's very new things are very new for you but it's also important to not forget that childlike excitement mm-hmm. in your life going forward and have this uh more of an awe of life and keep that keep that muscle the newness the y- wow yo, yeah yeah keep that still keep that alive because what happened, I feel, we are so bored with our day-to-day. It's so mundane and not interesting. A lot of us, I'm not saying it all of us, but most people, a lot of people are not too thrilled, thrilled with their life. They're not too thrilled with their jobs or with their marital status or with their life in general. They're kind of boring to them. So they need those crazy troubles or crazy games or crazy things in their life to keep some excitement. This is, this is why people like Luna Park so much. You know, it's that feel of the thrill of amusement adrenaline. Parks. Yeah, yeah, the uh, amusement parks. You feel the, 
yeah, the, the adrenaline. The rush. The rush. So People are chasing the high, I guess you're saying? I think we're chasing those extreme emotions because it feels good to like be Spike. excited about something. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes this is why we have issues with, spo- with sports. People get too involved with it because there's no other places in their life to put those high emotions. So they put everything into their team. They obsess or, about stuff. And it's just like you keep giving this edge feeling of an edge of something. So what are the pros of this practice of staying present and not getting too excited about the future? Because I do think there is this compensatory trait for when you get too excited. Like you can compensate a little bit. Let's say you have this task in front of you don't want to do. You got a long day of work and you're not too stoked on it. But you got a fun plan on the weekend coming up. And then you'll feel good in that moment thinking about the weekend. And to me, I'm like, okay, there's a little bit of compensating there because you're clearly not happy about what's going on here and you're using that plan exactly. to artificially build you up. Exactly. That to me is a, is a con. But shouldn't you also be excited for that plan coming up? Like what's the trade-off? Where's the balance? Yeah, so I would say the way I see it, that I arrange my life in that way, is that I still want to enjoy every day of my life. I want to enjoy everything I do. So I bring in things to my life that keep me balanced and excited. A walk every morning, maybe lunch with a friend, things that keep it interesting for me. And I also plug in a lot of exciting activities into my life. So there's always some, some travel come up, some But you look forward con- to that travel? Some concerts, some music festivals. So I know that in the future of this year, there'll be some exci- exciting things coming up. So that keeps me, yeah, it keeps my uh, spirit happy. If I look forward and I have nothing going on for the next year, it feels a little See, empty. See, right there. If you look forward and you have nothing planned that year uh-huh. and you feel a little empty, what does that say about how you're relating to the present moment? Because shouldn't you be able to find beauty in every moment without the grandiose plans? Yeah, of course. If you're the Buddha, you do. But we're human beings. I'm trying to keep my life interesting and full of excitement every week, every day. But I also like to plug in things that I know makes, me, makes my spirit higher into my year. So I, I plug travel, I plug concerts, I plug in shows. So I know, I, I know my... This so you're saying you got to keep enough excitement in your life where it feels good, it feels fun. There's the things that you know give you healthy joy. You got to make sure there's enough of them happening frequently in your life so that it's not too monotonous and dry and doesn't become redundant. But what's the trade-off? Like, when do we start chasing? Like, where you start obsessing about having those in and you need them. Shouldn't you be able to have no fun plans coming up and still find the beauties in like a flower? Yeah, yeah, you should be. But that's hard, (laughs) right? Like when we start looking forward to plans, it makes it harder for us to stay present in a moment. And when we stay present in a moment a whole bunch, I found that it makes it hard for me to look forward to plans. And so I'm in this catch-22 now where when I practice staying present, I feel like I'm curbing the joy that I let myself experience in life. My brother called me out on it and said, I feel like you're limiting yourself here. Just bear with me. And he, and he talked me through it. So, you know, what I did the next day is when something came up that I was excited about, I usually like almost push it down a little bit. I'm like, no, it's not here right now. It'll come when it comes. Just be here. Be present. It's not in the moment. And I was like, no, forget that. Feel it. Get excited. Even get artificially excited. Like inflate. And then I was like, I let myself do it. And I felt kind of good. And I was like, ooh. And then I felt a little bit of a come down. And I was like, okay, well, there's the come down. But that's part of life, I think. Like the highs and lows are part of life. So you got to be able to work with the, them. The highs, the highs and lows are definitely part of life. I'm not crazy about artificially... Inflating them. Inflating things. Look, life is your own design. You design what you want to do in your life. And I'm not buying anybody's 
story about that they got stuck somewhere. You can come out of stuckness. If you're really motivated, you can do things you like to do. I believe in that. If you can go, if you have a dream, you can go after it and try to get there. And even going after it is fun. It's maybe not even getting there. It's just, just, just going for it. It's, it feels good. There's movement in the right direction. So I feel people should go and do what they love to do in their lives. And then live, live life of fulfillment, live the day-to-day with a purpose. If you live your day-to-day with a purpose, you don't need all this artificial excitement all the time. But we're also humans, and we also um, need to design the life that we want to live. I know that travel makes me very happy. I couldn't travel all the time. But, you know, every couple of months to go somewhere exotic or interesting, it's 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 good for my spirit. I just had a conversation with a friend that we close to my age and we said every couple of months we got to plug in a week of a trip somewhere. Mm. You know, either together or alone, but it's by design you have to do at least a week away. And sometimes it's two weeks, sometimes three weeks, sometimes it maybe takes two and a half months, but the intention is there to at least every couple of months go on a on a trip because travel gives you perspective, takes you out of your day to day. It makes your day-to-day more exciting because when you come back, you're more relaxed and more present. And then when you're halfway through it and start to slow down, you know another one is coming. So it's like it's a good thing to keep things up. You put things in your life. You design your life with activities that make you happy. I'm giving you two answers. One, my life is designed to give me more fulfillment on a daily basis. And I also plug in bigger adventures every couple of months to... Take me out of my life and give me that extra juice. Mm. But it's all by design. And I know that if I go a long, long time without leaving where I'm at, let's say over three months, I feel it. I feel a little dull, Mm -hmm. like I'm stuck in a little bit of a routine. And I like to break my routine. Mm. So what I hear you saying basically, and I love that because I think I've been torturing myself a little bit, is that... I have developed this philosophy that every moment is beautiful. You should always find the beauty in every moment. And if it's if the moment is not beautiful, then it's internal. So look within and find the damn beauty in the moment because it's beautiful. I feel like you're a little cynical. <laughs> it is. That's I've been feeling cynical lately. And so now I'm thinking like, okay, you're right. You got to break the routines. You got to get yourself out of your comfort zone. You got to go experience life. It gives should you Should we read the uh, poem that I... Can you pull it up? Read that poem. I think it made me cry last time you read it. Yeah, I, 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 honestly, every day this week I read it to someone else. It's been, it's a, that poem hit me hard. Let me pull it up. It was powerful. It's by uh, Pablo Neruda. And um, it spoke really straight to my heart because I don't, I'm getting older and I don't want to feel like I'm slowly dying. I want to feel like I'm staying alive. So I actually read this thing about how do you, this poem about how you keep yourself from dying slowly. So let's bring it up. Why don't you read it? Okay, I'll read it. I have it pulled up. Get the tissues ready because I cried when you (laughs) read this to me. You start dying slowly if you do not travel, if you do not read, if you do not listen to the sounds of life, if you do not appreciate yourself. You start dying slowly when you kill your self-esteem, when you do not let others help you. You start dying slowly if you become a slave of your habits, walking every day on the same paths, if you do not change your routine, if you do not wear different colors, or you do not speak to those you do not know. You start dying slowly if you avoid to feel passion and their turbulent emotions, those which make your eyes glisten and your heart beat fast. You start dying slowly if you do not risk what is safe for the uncertain, if you do not go after a dream, if you do not allow yourself, at least once in your lifetime, to run away from sensible advice. 
Don't let yourself die slowly. Don't forget to be happy. Pablo Neruda. The part that touched me was the travel and wear different colors mm -hmm. because I'm actually mindfully, purposely making myself travel more and change the colors in my life. Literally change, like wear different colors. I just bought myself a backpack that has 15 different colors in it. I wouldn't even never ca catch me with something like this before. Yeah. But I want that because it puts me on edge and it makes me happy every time I look at it. <laughs> My next car will be red. I never had a red car. <laughs> and I'm really trying to to push my limits there because it brings this something different to my life. I, you and I, the other day, walked the dogs together and we said, let's just go to a different place. Let's walk a different path. It was interesting. It was, it was beautiful. Beautiful. But it's, you don't have to do major things. It's just keep bringing new things to your life. Don't fall into the routine, the mundane the safety because that makes you old it makes you old you know what the, the you know what the word for old in latin old in latin is cynic and i don't want to become cynical i don't want to become the one that become tight and small and close don't try new things because then you really you really become old and you start to die and i would like to keep pushing myself to explore and try things and I know an 80-year-old now that decided to build a new project in, in Hawaii. It's a new house. 80 years old, building his new project with the gardens and all kinds of things. That's beautiful. Most people say, what are you doing at 80? Mm -hmm. How long are you going to use it? It doesn't matter. Three years, five <laughs> years. It gives me life right now. Yeah, the routine part really got me. Like, don't become a slave of your routines. Routines are so good. They help us save energy and focus on goals, but they also, they're safe and they have this, uh, yeah, like you said, this repetitive thing that can kind of suck the life out of you. I feel like that's a great, that poem is really a great summary of the answer to my question because here's what I took away from this episode is like, you should be able to find the beauty in every moment, but you shouldn't torture yourself to force beauty out of every moment. What do you think? I would say it differently. I think we need to design the life around us to keep us moving and growing and staying young, no matter what age we're in. Because that feeling I described in the beginning of the excitement of something new, I feel like I'm bringing it back into my life by wearing different colors, by walking different paths, by talking to new people, by traveling in new places. That's the opposite of sinking into the routine. And it keeps that young things I told you in the beginning, that everything was young and we were excited when we were younger. It may be not to the extent of that, but it keeps that very much alive in my life. Mm. This is why I feel younger, because there's exciting things happening in my life, and I plug them in. I don't just sit there and wait for them to show up. I, I make a conscious movement towards them. I'll pick up the red, bright shirt in the store, and I will book the uh, crazy trip to Galapagos Islands in South America, and that keeps me young and excited because something new is happening, and I can feel, I can feel in my system that uh, that keeps me tingling. <sighs> I think you just changed my life. I really do. I've been just in a rut lately going through the motions and trying to like force myself to find the beauty, but I'm going about it the wrong way, I think. I know what I like. I got to go get out there and wake up a little bit. How many of us are asleep, you know? We got set time out Most here. Most of the world is asleep at the wheel. Yeah. So, this is this is an invitation to spice up your life, design something beautiful for yourself that you know will wake you up inside. Wear bright colors, change your routines, do different stuff. If you wear bright colors all the time, wear dark colors. Wear some neutral, <laughs> wear some neutral stuff. 
Yeah. Wow. Okay. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to listen to this one a few times. I feel like I need to, uh, I need to really internalize this conversation. Thank you. Thank you, father. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, Deron. <laughs> Thank you, Sean, for bringing the, uh, the stuff out of me. I just want to say that uh, you're sitting across from me in this beautiful burgundy purplish. That's part of the program. Yeah, and you're you're living it and you're an inspiration. So keep inspiring me. We'll see you guys for this week's meditation. Mm-hmm.